The following episode is uncensored and contains language and scenarios that some listeners may find disturbing or offensive. We don't intend to make a habit of this, but there are some topics that are darker than others and warrant an unfiltered discussion. We hope you understand, and with that being said, on with the episode. I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. You know how it's exciting when there's like the first female something? Oh, yeah. Always exciting. Very exciting. I I didn't know what was happening to my body. (laughs) Well, guys, we're in the middle of what some people are calling the first female recession. Not, not excited about this one. Not at all. not a good one. People are also calling it she-session. Interesting. People get it real clever. You know what I mean? With these trying times. Well, it's not real clever. It's, it's, no, I don't. I'm not really amused, to be honest with you. Sort of clever, maybe, maybe. If you you weren't trying at all. I can confidently say it's somewhat clever. But What's real your clever, rating system? it's definitely not, it's not going to hit the real clever mark. All right. Well, what are we talking about here? Cool. <laughs> so I think we all know that right now uh, we're kind of in the shit, right? Like as a country, <laughs> as a people, times aren't great. Things <laughs> going right. To be no. honest with you. At all. Um, and so we're headed into so, like an economic time that's going to be pretty tough, has been pretty tough for a lot of people. Um, but it turns out it's hitting women especially hard. Um, so before we get into all of this, I think it's important to say that A, the pandemic is kind of highlighting problems that were already there. Like right. these things were already kind of an issue. It's just bringing stuff to the surface. And I, I think we, see that here. we also see that with all the racial stuff that's going on right now. Um, you see that all over the place. Yeah. Number two, as we talk, I don't want us to, people are having to make a lot of really tough decisions right now, especially in terms of childcare. Um, you know, school has just opened back up and I don't want us, what we say, in any way to come across as judging people for the decisions they've had to make because there are 0.0 good choices right now. Correct. And none of, none of us have had to make any of those choices. Right. No. Right. Yes. No. We're in the very fortunate, a very fortunate group that is, has been exempt. Yeah. We're going to put a disclaimer on this and say all opinions contained within this episode are merely hearsay from our friend that told us about this one time that this happened. <laughs> and what we've read about. Right. And what we've read about. So I have a little bit of an information dump up front. No shit. Um, no. Rin, <laughs> with information and lists? No. You're always surprising us, Rin. Always surprising us. <laughs> us on our toes. Got them tricks just coming out of your sleeve. <laughs> what if one time Katrina had a list? I'd probably poop my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If Mitch and I ever at any point 
actually had our shit together. <laughs> any research at all. Nobody, nobody would just know what to do with anything. Katrina then- occasionally does actually look things. Sometimes in the episode notes, I'll see like some links or some something dash Katrina. That happens. Yeah, because I'll find something every once in a while. Like, sometimes I have lucid moments. <laughs> like. <laughs> What's that like? It's it's really strange. <laughs> and I usually don't know what to do when I'm lucid. So most of this information is from an article I found on PBS and an article from the Wall Street Journal. Um, so what they're talking about is for the first time since we began women, being we, a consistent upward climb in the labor force in the 70s, women are suffering the repercussions of a system that still treats them unequally. Um, so we've got two primary issues here. Men are still the primary breadwinners, generally speaking. Women are still the primary low-income workers and the ones whose jobs disappeared when coronavirus spread. And secondly, uh, mothers in 2020's pandemic have reduced their work hours four to five times more than fathers to care for children in a nation that hasn't created a strong caregiving foundation. So basically, women are suffering from the primary domestic responsibility and also from, you know, the, the gender pay gap kind of stuff that we could have a whole episode about. But the fact that women are the ones who have a lot of the low income jobs and um, yeah, so uh, this year, the female unemployment reached double heights for the first time since 1948, when the Bureau of Labor Statistics started tracking women's joblessness. And of course, white women haven't been such a small share of the population with a job since the 70s. Women of color, who are more likely to be sole breadwinners and low-income workers, are suffering acutely. The unemployment rate for Latinas was 15.3% in June. For black women, it was 14%. For white men, it was 9%. <clears throat> um, so yeah, women's careers are kind of taking a back seat. Um, a survey conduct- conducted in the spring by the Boston Consulting Group found that on average, women were spending 15 hours more a week on domestic labor than men were at 65 hours versus 50. Uh, Pre-COVID, that was 35 versus 25. Uh, In some families, women sacrifice their careers because their male partners earn more. In 2018, about 70% of households in dual-income heterosexual couples earn more than their wives. Uh, Even when men are eager to take on more work at home, they can be thwarted by inflexible expectations at work. So I think that's also, we'll discuss that later. Um, Also important to keep in mind while we're talking about all this Childcare costs are skyrocketing. So, you know, taking your kids to a daycare, those costs have on average gone up 43%. It's worth noting, they weren't cheap to begin with. Right. Like, I was, like, again, I don't have kids. I've dated girls with kids. And the first time I heard how much daycare cost, it blew my mind. Like, when my sister started to go back to work, after having my nephew, they were like, well, we're going to leave him with Nana for a couple days of the week just so we can afford some child care. Like, I mean, it's... Yeah, it does. I mean, a lot of times, if you don't make a certain amount of money, it's just as cheap for you to quit your job and raise your own child than to send them to daycare. I mean, 
Mm. Well, in home in home daycare has gone up seventy percent, and and once again, not shitting on childcare workers <laughs> because oh. they're being forced into an, a different situation right now, and a lot of them have quit, and so they're having to charge more because they have fewer people. They're trying to recruit right. people, and they're also having to follow all these new health and safety guidelines and more kids. Yeah. I mean, what a shit show. It, <laughs> like, it, I mean, it's, it's supply and demand. I mean, you, they have to raise these prices so that they can do it safely and efficiently. Yeah. So, like, I've read story after story. Like, so this kind of is contextualizing things in terms of two-person, like, two-parent families. What about single parents, particularly single moms? what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you know, I've got people that I know who have been, you know, they've, they have their kids at home. That's a problem. People send their kids to school. That's scary. Some places you're not able to send your kids to school though. They've right. gone online. And so there are kids where I, my friend is a school teacher in Charlotte and they have, she's at a low income school. So these kids are, they've gone remote. They're completely remote this week um, coming up. That means a lot of these kids will be left home alone. They're in elementary school. That is yeah, not- In some places, that's not actually legal, by the it's way. It's actually not legal pretty much anywhere in the United States to leave a child under like 12 home alone. Yeah. Um, what exactly are they to do? Um, I mean, it's, that's where we're at right now. Is, I mean, there's, it, it's- yeah, this it, is really anybody because a single this could happen to single fathers. Um, we've got obviously we've got a socioeconomic situation that goes on here. Marginalized people in these situations can stay marginalized. Um, we've got there's all kinds of things. So I haven't slept, of course, because you know we haven't been in juvenile court now for six months, and I'm I can't I'm constantly up because I'm thinking what's happening to these children, right? Um, and some of this it, there's a, a lot of impact. Um, this virus has affected us. So I've kind of gone off track, but this all does relate. And it relates to what happens when our primary caregivers can't be our primary caregiver when, you know, all these things happen. And, you know, anyway, and then, you know, a mom, a single mom um, can't stay home for her kid to go to school and can't work and can't pay rent. Like, what do we do? And we're just, everything is worse. Well, and there's, you know, I've read story after story about women. Like there was a woman who like she had to close her business down. Yeah. We have no infrastructure to support. There was a woman in the PBS story who was talking about, she finally landed her dream job when all of this hit and like had to give it up because she's there with her six-year-old coming into the room. And like, she says to her six-year-old, if you come in here, I'm going to get fired. Like, so she ended up having to like, I will say though, business meetings with zoom, people are being a lot more patient hearing kids in the background. <laughs> Not two, some people. So two years ago though, if you had ever heard a child in the background in a conference call, I mean, you would have been canned immediately. People are, there are a lot of places who have been a little bit more, um, some businesses, well, some people have been more understanding. They're so having to like, Right. Employers are having to adapt, but generally, like a lot of them 
haven't been able to adapt quickly enough. Florida State University actually caught shit because they told their employees they weren't allowed to provide childcare to their own children in their own homes during the day. Florida State, State, and they're the worst, so (laughs) fuck the Knowles. Sorry. And that's also uh, related specifically to people who are able to work at home. Um, Like, I know that in my job, uh, my department is primarily still working from home exclusively. And I, I work for a really good company that's very understanding and, and very uh, helpful. Um, <clears throat> but you can't work remotely if you serve food. I mean, right, or right. So, I mean, construction I, see, worker. I see kids hop up on their parents' lap during a Zoom call. And yeah. nobody thinks twice about it because we know that they're there and they have to be taking care of their kids and they can't be in meetings all day while their kid is needs food or cool. whatever. Um, doesn't know how to log into their Zoom call for their first grade, you know, art project class, whatever. But I'm kind of bragging because, uh, again, I work for a great yeah. company that is very understanding of those elements and we work in a and that work permits that. But there are so many others that don't, that can't do that. Right. Yeah, I like how, like, so far every nightmare scenario that we've discussed, one of us says, yeah, but what about this thing that's even worse? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It, well, it's true. Um, t- so um, let's get into how, so this has affected women more. Um, it, but it affects. Every, pretty much everybody is affected. It is. And then, but women have been charged with being the primary caregivers now um, for their children. Yeah. I saw on Instagram a post that was like, if I hear one more male colleague talk about how amazing his wife is taking on the brunt of like the school issues right now, I'm going to kill someone. Well, okay. Let me, let, let me play a little devil's advocate here. Um, It's our favorite thing to do on this show. Let's do it. I mean, I love it. So I do have some exceptions where, you know, wife, I've had a, my friend is a lawyer and her husband was in real estate. And when their kids, their four kids were very young and most of them weren't in school, he actually was the one who stayed home. Um, My godchildren, um, Jessica and Jason, Jason was able to work from home. So Jessica was actually in the office every day and Jason was schooling the kids and working from home. So those are two exceptions. Um, As women so one we talk about the gender pay gap right so we get paid less even doing the same jobs a lot of times we've also society also i think we kind of say well i'm the better caregiver for my children as the mom there's an element of double edge there's an element to this that we've done to ourselves i'm not you know because quite frankly one train your husband better Maybe don't procreate with some guy who can't take care of his own kids. I know, I mean, look, I, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but why? So if, if this happened and Donnie and I had kids, I'd be the one going to work and Donnie would be having the kids. Because <laughs> I am the primary, you know, I make more money. I have our, I, I float our health care. He would take the kids. Well, I just, I laugh because of the wild scenarios of, Hanging out with skunks and the phone calls I'd get because my, everybody was in the emergency room would be, (laughs) but, but I can't say, how could I then, well, I'm the better, I'm better at mothering and well, 
you know, this is, we, we talk about feminism and, and, and this equality of the sexes in a parent, in a, in a family, in parenting, it really should be equal. And both parents should be able to take care of those kids the same way. The mom isn't, doesn't, shouldn't be the better parent or the more capable of putting up with the kid or whatever it is. It's, it's. So I think there's two things happening here. I think for one thing, I think the person who stays home is, is the one who has more practice. Right. And so, and I I think, you know, there's the queer eye episode paging Dr. Yee where the mom, who's the doctor, the dad has stayed home because she is pursuing her medical career and she feels left out at home and she feels like he handles their kid better. I also think, as we always go back to Valerie Alexander, I do think there's a little bit of primal evolutionary stuff. Like, I I do think, you know, when I observe with me and Shane, there is some of the, I'm just around more stuff happening, but I do think and maybe this isn't evolutionary. Maybe this is just me versus him. I don't know. Like, I think I'm a little more patient with the dragon than Shane but, is. You know, but still, that doesn't make him a worse parent, right? And like, so Shane is an amazing dad. Right. And sometimes we're like, well, no, because I, like, I'm just more, you know, we, we don't give them enough credit sometimes, you know, with the, when we're p- parenting our children as women, we, we somehow think somehow, okay, I'm the best because I gave birth to this thing. Well, that's not necessarily true. I see it with my, with Jessica and Jason, for instance, they both parent those kids equally. And I'm always impressed with that. Their kids are, are amazing children that behave, that listen, that are respectful. And I do think it does because neither parent is the dominant parent. They are parented yeah. equally by both. And either of those parents could take up, God help, if one of them died, they'd be sad. They could function. They have four children who both parents know where they go to practice, when they go to practice, what they eat, how, you know, all of those things. And that's, that's how it should be. They took, they took effort to get there with that. And so it's well, I'll, I'll, we need a whole episode on this topic, but you know, my, my sister-in-law Courtney and I were talking about this recently because man, like the, the messaging out there about dads is, oh, you're being a good dad. You were supposed to be a good dad. Right. And for women, it's like, I see you, mama, you're doing so good. And like, by the way, that's, that is what women need. Like I'm re like, I I feel good when I see that stuff, but it's like being a mom's hard, being a mom is hard, being a mom is hard. You're doing great. No matter how you're doing, you're doing great. And that is all needed and necessary. But the messaging for dads is, oh, great. You did what you were already supposed to do. On one hand, you know, when I'm like recovering from my C-section and Shane is like changing 99.99% of the diapers, like I felt myself like falling even more in love with this guy, right? And then on the other hand, I'm like, well, what the fuck else is he going to do? Like, (laughs) right? So there's this weird like dichotomy there. And I think as, and I think it comes from for so long, there being so little expectations on dads, right? Like, Like they talk about in that movie Marriage Story, the idea of a good dad isn't really that old. <laughs> like, yeah. as a mom, like, you're supposed to be a good mom, and you will be judged super harshly if you're anything short of a good mom. The expectations aren't the same for dads. And it's it's this weird, murky area of, like, that's kind of insulting, well, right? Well, if we did better, if we did better, though, would it, you know what I mean? Like, 
if we all I think we have to change the expectations and the messaging around this like change the story right like it shouldn't be like the rare exception and because I mean you know I wasn't feeling great one day so Shane right now only one of us can go into the dragon's doctor's appointments because of COVID and so Shane took him in and when he came back to the car I was like god you're such a good dad you're such a good husband thank you so much and Shane said, I'm just doing what you've already done several times. Right. Like, <laughs> and so I think we have to, it's, it's like we talked about in the pregnancy episode where we like pregnant women are either super annoying or goddesses divine. Like maybe if we kind of like merge those things, right? Like maybe if it's not, he's amazing for taking the kid to the doctor appointment. Maybe he's just, we're both just it's good. Like maybe we both just work hard and we're both cool. <laughs> what if, now hear me out. Oh God. What if we just stop complimenting parenting skills? Well, I'll, as the resident. I was going to say, I'm going <laughs> to. I mean. As the resident what, what, I mean, human parent. I shouldn't have to tell you that you're a good parent. I mean, you had a child, so parent it. Well, but so here, you know, we all need positive reinforcement in anything we do. Just, you know, you're being, a uh, being an asshole. You're but, a producer, so produce. And we'll just yeah. stop telling you how great you are all the time. I mean, I'm good with that. No, you're not. You would die. You know, you thrive on compliments. I you did. also, you got a craft kit. I did. I did. I did not do very well on the first attempt. <laughs> so I will say I have found parenting to be a wild landscape that I could not have foreseen. And I can't speak for Shane as a dad. I will tell you as a mom, like constantly second guessing myself, like it like breaks you down it, and like it, it's unlike any other experience I've ever had and not always in a good way. And I think <laughs> everybody have kids. <laughs> well, what I mean, it has nothing to do with, with my son who is wonderful. It's about, it's about me. Right. Like, and that's something I've learned about parenting is it's, it's almost about controlling yourself more than it is about sure. like, yeah. And so every, I'll tell you like every like three to six weeks, I feel like a layer of an onion gets peeled off and I'm like, closer back to a regular human being again like <laughs> and so like to have people reinforcing that especially people who have you know been parents and have been through what you're going through or people who like have some idea and some compassion it's it is really helpful and important and I know it's 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 really annoying to make parenting and pregnancy and stuff seem like these novel things that nobody's ever done before. But people talk about that way because when you go through it, it's something you've never done before. <laughs> well, so what we've never done before is had to mother, had to work, had to teach and all and do all of the things under one roof. And I mean, look, stay at home moms and moms who homeschool have done most of those things for a long time. But I'm talking about when you have to log in, my friend works for the IRS, has two elementary school children she has home going to school. She's working remotely. She's having to mom. And, and, and it did fall on her because her husband's a cop. Well, 
Cops can't stay home and work. My husband, my, my brother, who is a firefighter, well, he's not going to get paid. It would be very well, freaking doctors and yeah, nurses. Remote. Well, so actually some physicians, so they've done, they're doing a lot of remote medical stuff. Actually, some doctors can't even work remotely. A firefighter cannot put out a, a, a fire with a computer. Not no. yet, but we're working on that technology. <laughs> we, we Listen, one day there will be where they could push a button and they'll put out that sprinkler at that building. But that'd be super right cool. Now, my, you know, my sister-in-law stays home and schools the children and all of that, which is, you know, and by the way, she's got a master's degree in education. A lot of these parents are having to like help teach their kids with the remote stuff. And they have, some have no education whatsoever. Some have education in taxation, not in, you know. <laughs> well, many of them made the deliberate choice not to do this. <laughs> right. And so now, but now it's stuck. But again, the, for the, for the ones that this is not, the the rule have we decided we're the better caregiver and gotten ourselves into this situation i'm just saying this as the as the um voice of dissent i guess or like just getting it like you know because we've convinced ourselves as women one we can do everything we've been told we should be able to we can we know i'm the one who gave birth to this kid so no one can parent this kid like i can I think, much do- I, I think society has decided that women are the bear care. I don't think women were like, you know what? I, I think some women well, are like that. But I think women are like that because society has said this is where your value is. This is your value. So you better own it. it. We've bought into it. We've said. And some women think it and feel it. And, you know, so now. Well, by the way, some women are probably right. <laughs> some women are probably better at it than their husbands. But listen, through the pandemic, my friend Brooke, um, her son had to go to daycare. They had the one daycare was, there were a few daycares open. And if you were deemed a um, essential essential employee, your kid could go because she and her husband both could not stay home. And of course she paid out the wazoo and had to potentially expose her whole family to COVID because she's taken her kid to daycare. But she, what what choice does she have? You know, because she couldn't stay home either. Well, and I think, like like I said at the top, we don't want to come across as judging other people's no. choices. I would encourage other people at listening to this and and you know talking to people around you not to judge other people's choices right now. I mean, we're doing all we can to stay afloat. I mean, our in this in this instance. <laughs> Some, yeah. uh, in a lot of cases, they aren't choices. No. Right. Well, and I yeah, said, choice you know, is a funny word for it. Yeah, I and I think, I think that's what we have to remember is people, my, my boss didn't ask to have to leave every day at a specific time to go pick up her children and bring them back home in the middle of a work day, one or two days a week. You know, she, they didn't ask for random days of the week that their children go to school and a lot of them were like, no, please open the school so that my kids can go back. And then other people are like, yeah, I mean, I would like for my kids to go back, but I don't necessarily know about this COVID thing, but you just have to take what you get and, and deal with it. And that's right. what, that's why it ends up being shitty is because a lot of people are having to figure out how to deal with the hand they've been dealt. Right. Well, there's no good answers. I mean, 
there's there just aren't. not. I no, mean, and it would be, it's frustrating, you know? So like if I had kids and then Don, so Donnie would have to quit. We'd go down now to one income family and he'd have to stay home with them because economically it would make more sense for me to stay because our health insurance, you know, everything. Even if I didn't, you know, our health, our health insurance is the most valuable thing we possess right now. You know what I mean? And yeah. so for us, for me to leave and lose my health care would be not an option. I couldn't work from home and have my kids here, not for what I do. Could he hypothetically monetize the relationship with the skunk? Like train it, make it a YouTube <laughs> star? <laughs> so, so Donnie um, always tells everybody, if he left the dog home, by itself when it was a month old there's no reason your kids can't be left home alone after a month and therefore he just doesn't understand what all the hullabaloo is the dragon would burn the house down Put down on reason 789 we did not have progeny because <laughs> if you ain't got no sense you just don't need to be doing that <laughs> So don't, so, so if you go with the Vargas method, listen, your kid's one month old, it'll be fine. Fine. <laughs> it's the fittest anyway. It's, it's fine. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So, so the first time in history, we, again, we are down again after working all this way and all this time to move ourselves up, to become contributing members of society and money. And it's just gone down, down into the dumps because COVID ruins everything. Well, and so what do, like, here we go. Let's in a few minutes come up with a solution for all this because it's going to happen here, right? For sure. So, like, what do we, what do we do to fix all this crap? Well, I, I mean, stop making it worse for marginalized people in general and maybe stop mistreating women in general. We could do that. Can we, we start try that? that? Could we just start with not continuing to hold certain pockets of people down all the time? Well, I think, you know, one thing we talked about is women tend to have these like lower income jobs. I think if one thing that the pandemic has showed us is that the things that are essential sometimes aren't the things that get paid the most. Yeah, that's right. Also, like, can we just bring in pay teachers more? Like, what are we doing? I, uh, well, we talked about chocolate. What about these poor freaking teachers? Education and leadership. I think people have a very, uh, education and leadership in this country obviously is lacking. Um, and I think though, the one maybe positive that will come out of this is people will value teachers more and realize, oh, hold on. All the times I bitched about my kid's teacher, it's not so fun now that I've had to do it. My kid's an asshole. Well, I hope people will, and maybe you know, I want to do an episode on the stay-at-home mom business. I don't like that title. I just don't know a better one. Um, but I think like the whole like idea of like women staying home and reading a book by the fire in a cardigan while the child quietly plays on the floor. Isn't that I what think you that's do? gone. You eat bonbons and watch Oprah too, don't you? Yeah. Oprah's not on anymore. <laughs> Oh, I'm still stuck. And in I would watch movie. Ellen, but she's a Got monster, it. so. Yeah, it's like, I don't watch <laughs> Ellen either, so whatever. I mean. Um, Everything's ruined. Everything is ruined. And <laughs> just, so, yeah, sorry. Not sorry. I don't even know yeah. what, I don't even know what daytime TV looks like anymore. I haven't watched it in 20 years. Yeah, it's Shane, Shane took half a day off the other day, and I said, uh, 
does this make you want to be a stay-at-home dad? He said, I think I'll work more. <laughs> well, it's funny. It, it, we used to, I used to watch um, General Hospital and every once in a while, like I'll be like on vacation, my best friend still watches it and I'm looking and she goes, oh no, it's the same story from 20 years ago. Don't worry. Just, kinda, <laughs> just new people. New people, same stories. No, it's the same exact people and the same exact story. It's still happening. I'm like, didn't we talk about this 20 years ago? She's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, did you guys watch Passions? I used to no, watch Passions. No, I'm a general. I did um, all my children, One Life to w- Live, and General Hospital. That channel, Channel yeah, Ten. I was I was Days of Our Lives and Passions. You I, either you're one or the other. You're not yeah. both. Mom, yeah. mom was always bold and the beautiful, and the young and the restless. She liked the that, one. That was my family's. She, so no, we're, we're the she other a, side. She was a big fan of the ampersand. <laughs> Listen. We watched Kelly Ripa before Kelly Ripa was Kelly Ripa. So just saying. Um, anywho. I think we can bring this one to a close. <laughs> we didn't solve any you problems. You didn't want to swerve into uh, soap operas? I mean, the whole world's a soap opera right now, right? It's such a shit show. And um, Have they worked COVID into the storylines of... I don't know. I haven't watched it in 20 years. I still I work. That would be interesting. I don't know. I will tell you, so about daytime TV, uh, the dragon and I have been hitting up some golden girls while I feed him lately. He's into it. <laughs> As he should be. Yeah. If he knows anything, he'll be into it. Yeah. I don't so. think they could make a show that vicious anymore. No. Like, those oh, women were bad about vicious. I love it whole episode on golden girls and everything right and wrong with it and feminism we should I approve of this what all do right you think? well mitch we'll let you draw that one up yeah you can make a list. that's great because there are some very they're very feminist and very not sometimes because the just yeah <laughs> all the time all right well on that note <laughs> stop being shitty as always picture it america 2020 is terrible. <laughs> I know. I'm afraid for 2021. Can we get like a preview and just? And then you guys out? will eventually get to the silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mitchie. Well, okay. All right. Well, you know, get ready for economic collapse and have a great day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and go vote. Make sure you vote. Um, Please vote. On, uh, on that note, find us on Instagram, that other F word pod. <laughs> We're on Facebook. You can see these videos now that we are Zooming. Um, so that's fun, I guess. Um, We're at thatotherfword.com. Yep. Subscribe, rate, review. Maybe share with somebody. You know what I mean? Like make somebody else listen to it. If you have an idea, Kim Loth thought we had great ideas the other day, which was very nice because she's amazing. But if yes. you have an idea that we haven't talked about, holler. And um Remember we love you, one. and feminism, feminism isn't a bad word. <laughs> there we go. It's done. Well, at least we got the one word together. Did you? That was Did awesome. we? Did yeah. you? We said feminism at the same time. Not over here. <laughs> oh. I just said it so loudly I thought it was on time. Yes, that's fine. <laughs>